Most people love to talk about accountability until they're the ones being held accountable. And when you're an entrepreneur, holding yourself accountable to get done the things that you need to get done can be even more difficult than ever. That's because when we have a job or we work for somebody else, our boss generally holds us accountable. But when we're an entrepreneur or a solo business owner, or even the CEO of a large organization, sometimes you got to hold yourself accountable. Today, we're diving deep into the realms of accountability, mindset, and productivity with two exceptional guests, Devon Edwards and Zay Faith. Devon and Zay are renowned accountability consultants, experts in helping individuals supercharge their productivity, and masters of cultivating a success-driven mindset. Through their guidance, they've empowered countless entrepreneurs to achieve their goals and thrive in their personal and professional lives. In this episode, we're going to explore the transformative power of accountability and how it can reshape your journey towards success. Devon and Zay will share their strategies to harness the full potential of your mindset, unlocking the mental tools required to overcome obstacles and reach new heights. So friends, are you ready? Three, two, one, let's go. Hey everyone, what's going on? I'm Mike Fancher and welcome to this episode of the Mindfit Method Podcast. All right, guys, we are jumping right in today because so many people I know want to own and run successful businesses. They work through the business plans, the funding, the operations, the systems issues, and so much more, but they often forget about a few key points that actually have nothing to do with the business and everything to do with their own mindset and their accountability. And today we have not one, but two exceptional guests joining us. We have Devan Edwards and Zai Faith. They are accountability consultants on a mission to help entrepreneurs manage their minds, prioritize their tasks, and follow through on their commitments, which is one of the most difficult things to do. And both of them bring a wealth of knowledge and experience to the table, specializing in mindset and productivity Most importantly, they practice what they preach because they are entrepreneurs themselves and they understand the unique challenges and opportunities that come with building a business from the ground up. So guys, I am so excited to have you guys here today. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Michael. It's a pleasure to be on. Yes. So tell me a little bit, like, how did we get here? Tell me about your guys' journey. How do we get to the point of you really being able to help corporate executives all over the world be better versions of themselves. Yeah. So what, what happened with us is we, we came from, you would say, particularly Zay, she came from a corporate world because she worked in the, she was in the air force and I was a sports science student. So what happened is I got into the the sports science industry and she's still in the air force. But we found our way into entrepreneurship. We found our way into a business and we actually met at a business conference. That's how we actually first met in the first place. And then we were doing the business separately. And then we did, we decided to go into business together. And as we went into business together, that's where the, the true roller coaster began. The stuff they don't tell us about, about entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah, that's where the true roller coaster began. And we found ourselves in different networking masterminds. We found ourselves in different communities, different personal development groups, and, and along the way doing the personal development on ourselves. And every time we interacted with an entrepreneur or every time we interacted with executive leader, we, we found that 
there was something that was either they had or they was lacking, and that was community and accountability. Because we, particularly in terms of the entrepreneurs, it's like we've been there as well. Because oftentimes you have big dreams, you've got big goals. And it's like, oh yeah, I want to focus on all these things at once, yeah. but it never really gets done or gets accomplished in the way that you want because it wasn't even established in the first place. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, here's an idea. Let's go for it. But it's like, there's some little things, some nuances within that's going to help you really stay grounded, stay structured in your path. And uh, there's someone named, uh, I don't know if you heard of Reed Hoffman. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Reed Hoffman is a co-founder of LinkedIn. And he also, it's funny because We've been speaking about this for a while, but he he mentions it in one of his books. He talks about being flexible, flexibly persistent, and what what that that's, that resonates so much with, with me in particular because we get to thrive in our business, thrive in our life, but around our personal blueprint of our life, around our personal um, activities in terms of what we want to prioritize, what's important to us, what we value in terms of our goals, our, our desires, and our, our outcomes, and so. We, we, we realize that you get to do that and, and have guidance around that because entrepreneurs typically don't have the guidance around that. But once you have uh, accountability systems and, and, and structures to prioritize themselves, then it gives them the bandwidth to really take that intentional action and to really you know, move forward towards uh, a path of long-term achievement rather than just like short term. And then you fall down the hill and you can't get back up. It's, it's, it's really consi- a way of really being consistent and in alignment with yourself. So I'd love to get to the question that I know everyone wants me to ask right now. Who is right more often? <laughs> Everybody already knows that answer. Kind of sorry, it's not. Um, <laughs> you're a jerk, you're a jerk. <laughs> Look, you guys recently just posted a fantastic video on Facebook, really about obsessing on one thing at a time. And Jesse Itzler, uh, he's the author of Living with a Seal. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. And he's owned several major businesses and had some major exits, including uh, Marquis Jet. He just talked about something very similar recently when it came to habits. And I thought it was fascinating because I've talked about habit stacking and doing things like that for a long time. And he took a very different approach to it. He took an approach of, look, you have a new year in front of you, right? We're facing 2024 directly in front of us. And instead of saying, okay, I'm going to do these seven things and I'm going to start today and it's going to be perfect just like it is on Instagram, except it's not. He's like, let's do one thing a month. If you can stick to one thing each month and then go forward. And then on the second month, you add a second thing. On the third month, you add a third thing. It instantly diminishes that desire of instant gratification, right? Because all of a sudden that goes away, which is the biggest problem we have in life today is we get everything instantly, right? Whether it's companies like DoorDash, Amazon, whatever it is, we click something and boom, it appears in front of us. It's like the cartoons when I was a kid, just click a button and boom, everything appears in front of you. We literally live that today, but he had a very different approach and it's almost forcing you reframe your time horizon at that point and say, okay, I want to do all these things, but I can't even start thing three for three months. So I got to get this one right. And then that one, right. What's your guys take on that? We're exactly aligned. And just like the band was saying earlier, we are entrepreneurs and we experience that. And so early on, I say it like this, but being on this journey 
I realized I had to parent myself. There's no real blueprint. And then also when we do look at the people who are successful, that we resonate with their journey, everybody got to their success in their own authentic way. And so definitely learning who am I, where am I now, and being honest with that. And then just learning to build that muscle, learning to build the blueprint that I can do and I am going to do consistently. So when I first started, it was like, it was overwhelming because you're like, oh man, I thought business was going to be like this. I thought I was going to be a great employee. I thought I didn't know about, okay, I knew about the LLC, but then I had to do it to the state. And then you learn like, okay, well, I don't even have to do everything. I can just hire that, that talent. Right. And so really learning who am I, how can I use my uniqueness and my gifts to actually be in business for my clients and not doing busy work, not being frustrated, not beating myself up at the things that didn't work and learn and, and accepting that this is a process, this is a journey. And so that's how the process of us saying, you know, and also again, networking and being with our fellow entrepreneurs and seeing like, we're all frustrated with the same thing. We're trying to do all the things and no one, we haven't found that professional development or that personal development that reminded us like, Hey, no, do what you're good at and learn a process that is going to elevate the company. It's later on when we figure that stuff out. And so with, with part of our method, it's literally what is your priority? What is urgent and important and only you can do now? And so that's why we, again, us being entrepreneurs and us knowing that entrepreneurs are super essential to the society and us wanting to give contribution and remind entrepreneurs like, hey, you don't have to do everything. You're in the right path. Use what you are good at and focus on that and everything else. It will come whenever the time is ready. You just said what I think may be the greatest idea for a book title I've ever heard which is parenting yourself for entrepreneurs. Oh my gosh, I love it. I can absolutely see you guys writing that book. I can see your names on the cover right now. Okay. I love it. Okay. <laughs> we can do it. Maybe we can do maybe we can do a collab. We can co There we go. Book. <laughs> so let me ask in your guys experience Look, productivity is a struggle for everybody, but it can definitely be a struggle for entrepreneurs because we try to do everything at the same time. When I first opened MindFit, I was everything from the quote unquote CEO, although I had no idea what that title even was, to the janitor that was sweeping and cleaning up the floors every night. You had to be everything. So you lose yourself in your own lack of productivity. What strategies do you recommend for really effectively managing your time and the tasks that it takes to boost your productivity? Yeah, so one, one of the things I, uh, I would say is understanding what time is to you and what time is like in on like, let's just say on the, in this universe, in this planet that we actually live in and the constructs around it, the structure around it, because let's go towards like kind of the physics of everything. So like quantum physics, in quantum physics, time is an experience. Time is a structural experience. So now you want to understand, okay, if I know what time is now, if I know it's, it's really what I want to experience, you get to structure your experience around what you want, what you want it to look like. So for example, if you want, if you want to manage your time, if you don't want to do all those things at once, okay, good. That's like, you don't, you know what you don't want. So it's now, okay, now how can you put in all the things that you do want to do? 
And so as they were saying before is one of those things are, it's like, it's kind of like a pyramid type of system where it's like, there, there's something that only you can do. And then there's something that, so you can do, there's something important, but you can do that later. And then there's another area where someone else can do it. You can really leverage your time by leveraging an action that you want to take, but someone else can take it on your behalf. And it still is progressive. It's still moving you forward. It's still, you're still managing your time in a way where it's releasing all the stuff that you don't want, but it's, it's also bringing in the stuff that you do want. Mm. So we like to not only have our clients, but have everyone in our sphere really like centralize your thoughts, really strategize what, what that looks like and then categorize and take action on it. So that's, that's how we really walk ourselves through managing the time. It's funny you say that because I had to learn that the really hard way. Oh, uh, I was probably a year in before I hired my first employee because I was Superman, right? I'm just going to do everything myself. I don't need to do anybody else. And if I don't know how to do it, I'll learn how to do it. Yeah. But yeah. it didn't work so well. I mean, look at it. I, Most people say that you're pretty good at one or two things and you are at best mediocre at everything else. Mm -hmm. So we spend all this time trying to learn this and learn that while we're trying to run a business at the same time. And we don't, you nailed it right on the head. We don't respect time the way that we should because we always think we're going to have more time. We think we can work longer hours. I mean, every day was an 18 plus hour day, right? Mm -hmm. And what the sad part is, I remember saying this to someone else recently too. Physically, I was strong enough to go the 18 hours every day and to be fine. Mentally and emotionally, I never ever anticipated the weight of that burden on my emotions, which I generally, I'm a guy, right? So we just tuck our emotions in a drawer and we're all good until they fester and then they come flying right back out at you. You're right, I never respected the time. It's such amazing insight. But a lot of times we don't know. Again, most of us have come from a job. And so for all of our life, until we decided to be our own boss, we so we don't know these little things, right? And so that's why being around community is so essential. Being around community and learning from our peers or, or learning from paying for coaching. Like that was one of the biggest hacks that we've, we've learned is like, I would rather pay for a coach. And yeah, as far as being accountable, also uh, as far as actually being productive, whenever we don't have all those tasks and all that, and we're only focusing on the one priority, priority, we have that sense of progress and completion. And and, and it also opens up, we, ca- we call it total freedom all over our life and not just in our financial pillar. When we talk about progress, right? It's like the ultimate P word. Right. We just want to be able to move forward. We want to be able to start accomplishing all the tasks and the things and the goals that we want to do. But there's another P word that usually derails progress and it's procrastination. Right. It's Ooh, one of those I love things. the way you set that up. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> it's just one of those things that in today's world, especially in the smartphone world, the social media world that we live in, People don't realize, people think of social media, and there's a lot of studies coming out about this now, is social media can be very addictive, right? You dive into those hamster wheels of Instagram reels and you can't get off of them. Mm -hmm. But my whole second book was about the world of dopamine and how dopamine, which people think of as a pleasure chemical in your brain, but it's actually not. It's an anticipation of pleasure chemical. 
in your brain. That is why we get so lost on an Instagram reel. It's not that we're necessarily enjoying the video that we're watching. It's the anticipation of what the next video could be. And it's created such an issue and it causes us to procrastinate because we actually lose our willpower. We lose our resilience to be able to do the things that we don't want to do, right? Doing the things that we don't want to do is the only way to consistently do the things we don't want to do. It makes no sense, but it's the only way that we can do it. And in a world where everything is... I mean, you pick up a phone and you lose a half hour just in three seconds on a phone. I mean, all of us do it, right? We, we all find ourselves getting stuck like that. But it's so detrimental, not only to our lives in general, to all the things we're trying to accomplish, but as an entrepreneur, when your time needs to be respected and is, is very limited, it can be really difficult. What advice do you have for people that are really trying to overcome procrastination? and to stay on track for those important tasks. Yeah, so I, for, for, for me, it's really understanding what the consequences are of that and the implications. So I, I, let me, I'll give it like a picture of that. So whenever you have different nations and empires, how have all these na- uh, empires that were thriving, they're, they're doing great, and but they fell, they fell. What did they, like, what did these nations fall because of? And it's because of leadership, it's because there's a culture of individual or of societies. They didn't lead in the way that it was set in, set in motion in the first place. Mm. So there's things that crumble. So, I mean, I remember one time a few years back, I wrote a poem and then in one of the lines, I'll ask myself, what if procrastination is the nation that I build upon? What am I building on? Ooh, that's good. And so we don't want to build if we we don't want to lead our life based around procrastination because it's, you're not really leading your life it's a it's an illusion you're you're, you're putting yourself in in a rut and so you have to ask yourself is this the like is this the life you want is this the scenario that you envision for yourself is this something that's gonna is this something that's helping you or is it holding you back and right. so you, it's one of those things where you have to get real of yourself you can't just go and keep going in emotions because you're not going to progress. You're just going to stay in that one place stagnant. You're just going to be stepping up like a toy soldier, just standing in, in the middle, just standing in one. And again, we want the good P word. We don't want the bad P word, do we? So, <laughs> so I mean, we got to get our just, P If you P use that, just give me the credit. That's all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do want to add on to what he was saying. Not only first being honest with ourselves and, and making it aware like, hey, this is not, this doesn't work well for me. And so taking that extra step after you have that awareness of, okay, I'm addicted to social media or this is it's distracting or I'm not productive when this or and, and really take that next step to start build boundaries and having that external accountability factor in your life because we know discipline and the positive discipline and that takes time to build a muscle to be able to say oh I'm not going to scroll I don't scroll and so for me with social media I'll be super transparent I use the uh, settings in the iPhone and so after 60 seconds it's like 
hey, your time limit is up and you can hit this, what is it, one more minute or 15 minutes. And if I'm literally relaxing in a moment, I allow myself. But I know that I had to personally put that on my social media because I was falling into the trap. And I'm like, this is not working out because my vision, my goal Mm -hmm. is to be doing this. And if I'm doing this action, it's not in align with that priority. And so just being honest with ourselves, no shame, no guilt. It's just like having too much cake. love cake. And I know I can't eat it every day. And so just It's okay to say no. It's okay to discipline ourselves. And discipline is not a bad thing because we are disciplined. We're disciplined for the results that we have now. And so it's like we can either stay disciplined to those results or we can get disciplined for our vision. And Zay, you just reminded me of something that I totally forgot to say before, but I always try to make sure I, I acknowledge this. He said you were in the Air Force. I just want to thank you for your service. Regardless of what country or anything, it's my son is Air Force ROTC. So I know that world very well. And I just want to thank you for your service. I didn't want to skip that part. Thank you. What's funny, when we were talking before about addiction with social media, especially, which I know plagues a lot of entrepreneurs that are out there. One thing that I learned when I was researching that if people help to distinguish a little bit, it helps them to realize just how dangerous social media can be from a time standpoint is that I use the word before addiction to describe social media. It's actually not. It's a compulsion. And there's a difference between the two. So an addiction, if you're addicted to cigarettes, right? When you're craving that cigarette, what makes that craving go away? A cigarette. Mm. When you start using social media, Initiating the use of social media does not satisfy the craving. You constantly want more and more. It's different. So it's incredible where an addiction is something, okay, if I just look at Facebook for 15 minutes, I'll be good and I'm set for the rest of the day, except it doesn't work that way. That's why it's a compulsion. And that can be, I mean, for anybody, I see it in kids today that are trying to focus on school or on studies. I see it in teachers that can't even stay focused while teaching each day because they're just as hooked on social media as the students in their classes are. It affects us all, but it's definitely something to deal with because what happens is as entrepreneurs go further and further in their journey, they're trying to be productive. They have those days where they're really productive. They have those days when they're not. They have those days where procrastination is just killing them and taking over. But whether they're being productive or they're procrastinating, Sometimes it can lead to the exact same result, which is burnout. Mm -hmm. Burnout with results has a little bit of satisfaction, although there's still burnout in there. Mm -hmm. Burnout without results is brutal. And it way the burden of that is is crazy. Do you have things that you suggest to entrepreneurs to kind of maintain that healthy work-life balance? Work-life balance and entrepreneurship aren't two words that go together very well. Because there's so much to do. You're constantly trying to push. You're hustling to try to get the work done. How do you guys approach that? So I, for me personally, I find what energizes me. And it, it comes, it, it's different. It's, different, different, different. it's definitely different for both of us. That's for sure. And when, when, whenever I'm thinking about what energizes me, because I, let's say I have my, I have my schedule in place, right? And then I have, okay, these are the times I'm going to be doing this. This is the times I'm going to be doing that. But then the times where I'm not, for, for example, working, 
though I I know that those are the times where I could fall into a, dist- a destructive mode. Those are the times I know that I can probably be doing something that's not in alignment with the discipline that I want to continue maintaining, the habit that I want to make continue maintaining. So what I do is I find habits that energize me and actually are serving me like in, in the way. So what, what, I, what I'm saying is that we should all get to know ourselves first because you, because again, it's like you, again, you got to know yourself to grow yourself in it. So if you know that this eating this certain thing at this certain time is going to not be favorable to you, how about you, you kind of brush off it a little bit? Yeah. How about that? And then if you're working at a certain time, you're tired, you're not as going to be as productive. Give yourself 10 minutes rest or do something that's going to energize you. And so, because the, the reason why we, 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 don't, we can't manage our time oftentimes is because we're not managing our energy. We're not managing our physical or mental energy. And so we, 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 we find ourselves sifting into these, these, these um, unfavorable habits, these behaviors, these patterns that if we don't address is just going to keep continuing. And so that's why um, procrastination um, happens to, to entrepreneurs often because as opposed to in their job, like as opposed to in school, where they're probably taught how taught like, okay, no, you're doing this. They're telling you what to do. You have to, you, we have to tell ourselves what to do. We literally mm-hmm. have to, as, as they said, parent ourselves into that vision that we see for ourselves. And the, the vision has to be in our face like every day, to be honest, if we really want true growth, we, it has to be in our, it has to be not, it has to be in our face so many times, so much to the point where it's in us. So we don't even, we see a mirage of it in, in front of us. We, it, we don't have, have to have the image in front of us. It's naturally like, it's built into our into our whole being. And so we know how we're being when we're taking this action. So for example, I know I'm energized when I'm doing this, or I'm clear when this happens, or I'm un, I feel, I feel, I feel unstuck when I'm doing, when I'm, when this happens or when the conditions. So it's like you, you align yourself with the, the conditions, you're creating the conditions in your environment that's going to serve you. And so that's what really propels you out of procrastination. Because again, you said the compulsion. So it's like, it, when I had compulsion, I'm like, okay, what's compelling me to be here right now? And is that compulsion, is that a benefit? Or do I know that I'm just doing this just to waste time? Mm-hmm. So you, you have to notice the thing. And, and then just the... I want to lend also, it's about, again, that awareness, like knowing, okay, this is working. This is not working. Whenever you are super honest with, with yourself, when we're honest with ourselves and we surrender to like, okay, I'm not going to be resistant. I'm not going to fight it. It it empowers us and it gives us that permission to look for a different solution or look for, oh, you just said it, the habit stacking, like look looking for something that I can replace that habit with, right? right? And then that, so opportunities open and we give ourselves permission. And then as we build that, we begin to trust ourselves and listen to ourselves a little bit more versus waiting for outside validation, right? But even while we're on that journey, it that's why it's super important to have that outside accountability. But uh, to answer your question a little bit more specifically, when you give yourself 
permission with your own schedule. Like as entrepreneurs, everybody's day looks so different. My schedule, my calendar is different than his. We work in the same business, but if I did his calendar, I would be crazy because the how he works, I don't know, but the work gets done. So it's okay. Right. But we have, and, and, um, and I'll be transparent. Like it took me a while to release that control and saying, you have to do start work when I start work. But we had to learn that, okay, this is your role. This is my role. You do your thing and and give let him lead his life as an entrepreneur at for a schedule that worked for him because his schedule is not my schedule but when we when we aren't trying to do somebody else's exact blueprint because we all have our own uniqueness we all have our own gifts we all have our own strengths and knowing okay I'm not good I don't want to work oh I used to but I don't know more I'm not working past 10 p.m. Unless it's a project that like I'm excited and I want to get it done and it's fresh. But me having those long nights, that's not where I am anymore. And so giving yourself permission to lead your schedule in your life and not saying I have to be an entrepreneur like this and wake up at 5 a.m. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. That's still my goal to to be a 5 a.m. person. But hey, six is okay. Six is okay (laughs) for me. You know what I'm saying? And and maybe I can eventually build that muscle up to be a 5 a.m. person. But really being honest, like this is who I am. This is where I am. This works best for me. And giving yourself permission and executing that successful personal blueprint that you have yeah and one another sorry another thing that's coming up for me as well is i i love how you said about the two p's about progressing procrastination but i want want the audience to know about two c's and that's circumstances and choices Mm -hmm. so as we're growing as it just people in general as in as human beings as as people we when in in the in the baby stage when you're like it's a baby right you have your parents looking after you you can't look after yourself so every action you're t- taking is circumstantial. Mm-hmm. Like it's based on the circumstance. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I have no choice but to do what they give me or give what they give me. There's no autonomy around it. There's a, like, it's just what it is. But as we right. get older, we develop these behaviors, we develop this understanding that, okay, I'm my own person. So it's like now everything I do is embedded in my consciousness. Like it's something that I know I'm doing. It's something that, okay. I have to take, I get to take responsibility about. And so now just even from scrolling on our phones to taking that, that buying this pack of biscuits or or buying the pizza or buy or, or staying up late to do, to do what you don't really need to be doing or like not, not sleeping to wait in a way that's going to be restful to you. All these things are choices. And right. so we make choices that, again, are not going to pan out well in the future. It's not going to pan out well one probably one day from now. It's not going to pan out well two days from now. Mm-hmm. But what, right. what, what's also great is that we have a choice to change it. Yeah. We have that. Mm-hmm. Every, every moment is an opportunity to just change whatever that habit was. Or every moment is a, to change whatever that outcome was. And that's the beauty of it because now we are be, now it's stepping into being accountable of our, for ourselves as well. We're stepping right. into really understanding that okay, accountability is the habit of managing and directing your discipline so that your actions are in, not only intentional but aligned and consistent towards the direction your life gets to take, and right. and that, that's when you get to thrive. That's when you get to really because you're doing everything based around your choices you're doing everything and you're not succumbing to someone else's will or desires but it's like 
you're allowed, you can maybe you're allowing it to happen, but it's still your choice. And you know, right. Yeah. Very true. Zay, you said something before that I kind of wanted to dive into a little bit because you guys live now in the world of helping people be accountable, right? Accountability is something that all of us need. Zay, you said something before that is so on point. Most entrepreneurs come from jobs, mm-hmm. right? They worked at a job somewhere and in their job, where did the majority of their accountability come from? Generally a boss. Mm-hmm. Why do most people want to leave their job and become an entrepreneur? So many people tell me, I just want to be my own boss mm-hmm. until they're their own boss. <laughs> then they find out that they are actually a really good employee and a really terrible boss, mm-hmm. right? Because they're not necessarily able to hold themselves accountable. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about this world. You provide really not only a service, but a way of life, a lifestyle to people in the one thing that they were most hoping to escape when they left the world of a job, but they need so bad. Talk to me about how you incorporate accountability into a CEO, a high level executive's day, because you're the CEO. Yes, you may be reporting to a board, but maybe you're the CEO and you're the owner of a company. There's no one necessarily looking over your shoulder. There's no one making sure that you're getting the things done that you need to get done every day. And while that all sounds great to everybody and myself included in being in both positions of being an employee and being an owner, it's difficult. I remember actually having a day one day where I was so beyond frustrated with myself. I wished I had a boss to fire me. And that was the truth. Because I was just like, I'm just not like, I actually remember one day saying, am I smart enough to do this? Like, I I don't know if I can do this. And it was less on not knowing what to do and more on keeping me focused on what needed to be done. Walk me through your process of helping someone with that. I do want to acknowledge that this is a very interesting topic because you hear some people say, not everybody's an entrepreneur, but then there's a part of me that also believes that If money wasn't a thing, now we know money affects all of our lives, but if money wasn't a thing and everybody could just live freely and live out their gifts and do what they want to do, this world would be so happy. The vibration, spiritual vibration would be lifted. But I mean, we don't live on that planet yet. But (laughs) I'm thinking like if everybody could do that and then get paid for those gifts, that's that could be because we'll all be serving and, and contributing in our own personal way. So that is that conversation. As far as the process that we use in order to support people who are transitioning, and I do want to say this as well. Again, that is a conflicting conversation, but if you, there are some of us who, because for me, I'll just, I'll speak for myself. There are some of us who, it, it really is your DNA. It really is your makeup. And I still hold a vision for everybody to live out their total freedom. Yeah. The number one is us being aware. I, I would say just stopping. Let's everybody just stop. Pause and be super intimate, present and honest with yourself. Like the, I think that's the foundation. That's the core of anything in order to figure out, well, how do you do this? How do you do that? 
Are you being honest and transparent with yourself? Who are you? What are your strengths? What works? What is not working? And own that and know that life is a journey and it's messy and it's okay if you are not there yet. First of all, when you get there, you're going to realize, oh, (laughs) now that I've grown so much, it's actually going to look different also. Right. Right. So so the process that we use specifically, it, it goes around that. But we actually we have a free gift. I, I know you probably for your audience, but it's a simple process that it's not our entire process because we wanted people to actually take it and use it. We didn't want to give people more information. Right. It's a three step process. Start where you are. Stop. <laughs> Be honest and think dumb. Empty your mind on paper, no judgment, no shame, no guilt, but neutral, being neutral, it's neutral. This is what's on my mind. This is what I think I have to do. This is what I think is going on and just brain dump, just think dump it on a clean canvas. Then when you look at it, you you get to analyze, okay, this is important. Oh, I used to think that, or I used to think I wanted that, or I used to think that was important. But then when I realized that's not important to me anymore, like, or that doesn't even matter. That was something somebody else told me that I thought was a good idea, but it's not relevant anymore because I'm in a different part of my life. You analyze all that stuff in your mind, and then you get to decide, you get to lead yourself, you get to parent yourself, you get to tell, choose for yourself, this is my priority. These are my priorities. Then when you look at those priorities, you break them up because, again, we're obsessing on one thing. Yes, all of this stuff is super important, but what's the most urgent thing now? And then I break that down because a lot, especially as an entrepreneur, a lot of the projects that we work on, is we you can't do it in a day. You get to eat it like an elephant, right? You get to do a little <laughs> bit. But the whole, but the, that feeling, that euphoria of, oh, I'm making progress. I'm being a good boss to myself. I'm being a good employee in my business is saying, this is the priority, but let me break this priority down and time block like, hey, in this 15 minutes, I'm going to do this task. And it, I'm not going to work on the task because when I'm working on something, I'm working on it for months. I'm going to complete this task of this priority now, by the end of the day, in 15 minutes, in the next hour, in the next four hours, but it's going to be done off my list and I get to go to the next task. And then after you, we set a, a time, like for me, I check in, I'm really thorough about doing it every week. I'm doing a weekly checkup for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, this is how my week went. This word just didn't work. But some people do daily. Some people do monthly. You're your own boss. You can lead yourself however you choose to. But check in with yourself. Okay, the last time I did this process, and, and it gets faster, and it's very simple. It can take five minutes. But, you know, last time I did this process, these were the priorities I gave to myself. This is what I said I was going to do. Let me improve. What worked really well since the last time I had this session with myself? Okay, good for me. Yay. I'm doing very well. And what did not work? Right. Oh, okay, well, that's feedback. That's not good. That's not bad. That's I we love to say, I you can give me constructive criticism. Okay, well, let's put it to the test. And it's okay, but we get to be honest. Okay, this did not work. How can I improve on this? And then we just keep going from to the next priority to the next task. And it's a cycle. That's how we close the loop. 
I do want to say one more thing. You mentioned when you were in the van, we're talking, even whenever we are deciding like and and, and being honest with ourselves and saying, I really like social media, for example. I really like the cake, for example. But I know it's not working. We can cry about it and scream about it to get it out of our system. So that way we don't relapse, relapse, right? Like, no, like, I'm a human. (laughs) And own that I am a human right now in this phase of my life. Eventually I'll be superhuman, right? But a lot of times when people hear about accountability, discipline, excellence, right? We think that it's perfect and there's no error and there was no tears and there was no no trauma, no no temper tantrums. We are all big kids. And so when I were talking, it reminded me of when, if we're going to parent ourselves, we get to let that child version of us mm-hmm. scream and want the social media and let them soak. Okay, you want the social. But we're doing this with ourselves. Like, I wanted to be on social media, but I get to be an adult because I chose this entrepreneur career path, right? And allow ourselves to be human fully, right? Because we, we are big kids, I believe. And so I just wanted to land that, like, when we're in this, we get to have fun with ourselves and we get to be realistic on our journey. Because again, even though I have the Air Force background, even though I love planning, I'm a human. And sometimes I like to lay in my bed and scroll a little bit. And that's why I have them timers on, because the next morning I want to be nice to him. <laughs> so that's the bigger vision. That's the bigger vision, right? So, so I just wanted to live that, that we get to be the whole human and we can cry about to ourselves, right? Because you get to vent up, right? You get to vent up like, ah, I really like social media. It's a guilty pleasure. And I am choosing to, to, to not give into it right now. I hope I answer your question. <laughs> absolutely. No, you absolutely did. <laughs> That's awesome. That's It makes people realize that entrepreneurs are human. Right. Like we, I think unfortunately the media has glorified the whole idea of being an entrepreneur. Right. You say the word entrepreneur, you think of Steve Jobs, you think of Richard Branson, you think of these people that built these billion dollar companies. And then the media likes to throw in and they started it in their garage in the middle of a snowstorm where the electricity was run by a hamster on a wheel. Like they just keep making it more and more of a dramatic story. But yeah. It's it's like I tell my kids when they now if you get an inch of snow on the ground here they shut down the schools yeah, yeah. right I'm and I always tell those. my kids I'm like we walk to school barefoot uphill both ways every day and never had a problem I don't know what you're talking about and okay, looking at me like, like what <laughs> <laughs> so like we just keep making these stories more and more dramatic and they really do that in the entrepreneurial space and it's just not fair especially to new budding entrepreneurs who are honestly, they kind of have that deer in the headlights look. They're trying to soak up as much information that they can to be able to be productive and to do the things and to try to achieve a goal that they're trying to achieve. But they often get caught up in the idea of, am I successful, right? What is success? Which I think is something that it varies for every individual. And as people begin a journey, and it could be anything, whether they're trying to start eating healthy, they're on a weight loss journey, they're going to run a marathon, whatever it is, everyone wants to go from zero to 10, right? In one step, they just want to jump from zero to 10. And I think it's a shame in a way. And I can 
in true transparency, say that I didn't realize this either when I first went through it, but there's so much joy in going from zero to one, Mm -hmm. from going to one to two, probably more joy than you'll ever experience in going from nine to 10, right? Because at that point, it's so close. At that point, you're already there. I had, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but I had a huge online entrepreneur, Tanner Chittister, on the podcast not too long ago. Tanner's grown his online business to about $100 million at this point, and he's 33, 34 years old, something like that. He's done an unbelievable job. And I asked him, I said, at what point did you really feel you hit the pinnacle of success? And his answer surprised me. His answer was, I never felt better then the first month I had a $10,000 month. Mm. This is a guy that's made a hundred million dollars, but it was the zero to one. That was so amazing. And I don't think, I know I certainly did not celebrate the small successes, uh, which I needed to, I should have, and I didn't. You achieve the impossible. Sometimes just getting that business started and running is a success that 99% of people can't do or don't do. And you just did it, which is amazing. And you're thinking, well, now it begins. No, take a second and just be proud of yourself. Celebrate that success. What's your guys' take on that? Do you see that with the people that you guys work with? Yeah. So literally celebrate those micro wins. That is everything. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, I for me, for me personally, I wasn't one to do that. I was, I used to be someone who didn't really celebrate micro wins. Um, me too. Is it me three? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It yeah. is. It yeah. is. And so when even working with, especially the, the executive leaders is like, everyone's so hard on themselves. Yeah. And so what we, what we have to understand is that, okay, yeah, you, you, this is a win, like celebrate that in this moment, but also know that it's also a reflective point for you it's a character building moment for you as well. It's like, okay, look, just look where you are now. Look how far you've come. And then now, and now you get to anticipate where you're going. And so right. uh, like it's, 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 it's once, once, once those wins are, are achieved or, or celebrated, now it's really refocusing back on the vision. And it's like, okay, now, how do you want to contribute now moving forward? How do you want, how do you want to, um, change moving forward. Like, uh, what, what changes do you want to assist in within within your organization now? What what changes do you want to assist in within the people that you created this win with? And then now, how do you want to take charge of that change? Like, what action can you? What action step are you going to take now, where you can actively celebrate yourself in a way where it's not making you feel constricted or or redundant or stagnant? And so once you celebrate a win, you can say what's next, but you can also say what's next in, in, a, in a state of being that is, is like liberating as well. Because, okay, I checked this thing off of, of my list. So I'm right. like, okay, I could, well, if I could check one, I could check the other. And at knowing the impact that's going to have, knowing how, that it's worth it, knowing that, okay, I'm worthy of it because... I, I accomplished that win. So that, that win is me now. That win has become me. So, and, and then now the next win is going to become me. It's going to, it's going to become another moment that I build myself and I, I build my organization and I build my leadership and I build 
everyone around me. So, and I build them, I build upon the mission, I build upon the vision. So it's like now we're really centering back in on why you're prioritizing these things in the first place, why you want to do the thing in the first place. And so right. that's what we, we really hone in on is taking charge of that change because change is always going to take place, but how are you taking charge of it? A friend of mine who's an entrepreneur has a very interesting exercise that he does every single day. So he works very much off of task lists and he's very specific about limiting the number of tasks that he wants to accomplish in a day. So he, his list is not this big Yeah. before he reviews his task in the morning of what he has to accomplish. He reviews his task of what's already been completed. Mm. So every day he looks at, and that list is pages and pages long, mm. but he only looks at the last page. If he's having a real bad day, he might go back a little further to just kind of give himself the recognition of, I know I have these big things in front of me, but I had those huge things behind me and I completed them. I thought it was such an interesting exercise to be able to do. And and, and it's it's, it's similar to, as Michael, it's similar to the exercising before you do those those tasks as well. It's a neurological thing. When you actually, it's visual cues that when you're actually looking at that one tick on your paper, it can shape a a meaning that propels you forward in, in a way you don't even understand sometimes. But it's like, when you do understand that, just again, just as he did, looking through those pa- those pages is like, oh, is it really, is like retraining yourself on, okay, yeah, this is what I did. This is what I did. This is what yes. I did. I can, and now I can do this. I can do this. It's the same thing. I can do this. I, this is what I did. I can, this is what I can do. I, cause I did, I can do cause I did, I can do cause I did. Mm-hmm. And it's that, it's that, it's really a mental pattern that forms as well. And so that, that really encourages us internally. It motivates us internally to actually do more of the action, the correct action as well, mm-hmm. when we know that it's, it was done. So yeah, I just wanted to- like, I think I want to real quick, I think I, based on, because that's so powerful, I think I want to challenge us all, because I heard this maybe a couple of days ago of people creating their 100 successes list or yeah, 100 successes list. Like what are 100 things over the course of our life that we have achieved? And I think that'd be a powerful exercise for all of us. So I'm going to do it. But it just reminded me because I just heard that like two days ago and you talking about that. So that way for people who are listening, they think like, oh, man, he had look where he is. He has a whole notebook of everything he's done where I'm going to start. Sometimes we just need to start. And so challenging ourselves to create a list. Not only will you be like, man, I'm cool. I'm dope. Look what I've done. And and I think that'll be powerful. It's the beginning of the year. Whenever you listen to this, I think it'll be super powerful for us to know that we all are winners and we all can start from this moment. So I'm going to do it. I hope you all do this challenge of creating your list of 100 successes that you've done. Because you, you, if you're here, you've, you've created, you've done some things that you thought that you never would do. Challenge accepted. So let's do this. Let's do this. And the van, you just said something too. It might be the second uh, book title that I just heard today, which I thought was really good, but I may say it wrong because you said it better, but it was, I did so I can do, or I do because I did. Mm-hmm. We forget what we, people forget what they've gone through. And even for people that are going through something very traumatic in their lives right now, and they just think that, I don't know how I'm going to move forward right? This is really hard. I don't know how I'm going to do this. The reason that they can is because they've already gotten to that point. They've already gotten through things that they didn't think they were going to be able to get through. And 
I don't know if you guys know who Alex Hermosi is. He's one of my favorite mentors, but he talks all the time about, he's in the book right behind me, right up there. But he talks all the time about having that undeniable stack of proof of who you are. And it's not based on who you think you are or who you want to be. It's who you are based upon the actions that you've taken. And that, because you did, you can do. That is exactly what that's tying into. I love that. Yeah, and, it, and if, it's, if it's being done, it can be done. Yes, it's, you already had. You already have that past memory. You already have that past accomplishment. So it's that now you can draw from that. It's energetic. You can draw from that and make it your own right now in this present moment. Right. Plus, it's hard to sometimes. You have the naysayers, right? That are like, "What are you doing? Go get a real job." Uh, I remember leaving my. When I left my job to open MindFit, I was 43 years old. And you don't walk away from a senior executive job, right? That you've been in for a long time that you're very successful with to go start a company with a concept that was unproven. And the hard part was that it didn't turn out the way that I had anticipated. But at the same time, I used, I'm a big fan of Tim Ferriss. I have been for a long time. Mm-hmm. And in Tim's book, The 4-Hour Work Week, he talked about fear setting. And actually, if you really are trying to get yourself to take that step forward, write down all of the things that could go wrong and then come up with, if they do go wrong, how would you deal with it, right? Well, I did that before I opened my business. And I had about 13, 14 things on that list that could just really go wrong. And I can't say I'm proud of this, but I got a hundred on that list. Every single thing that could have went wrong did. And I'm still here, right? And that's the part that people forget. It's going to go wrong. There's going to be parts that just everything falls apart. It doesn't go that way. Mike Tyson says it best. Everyone has a plan until they walk in the ring and get punched in the face, right? And as entrepreneurs, we get punched in the face a lot. A lot of us call, we eat shit burgers all day long because that's just what we have to do. And, but once you take that first punch, while you're stunned, right? You're like, oh my gosh, I just got hit. And as an entrepreneur, you're like, Holy crap, that's the first thing that just the floor just fell out from underneath me. But there is to move forward from that is your stack of evidence to say, but this is who I am. I got through that. So bring on the next one. And it's not that we want those issues to come, but they're going to come. So it just allows us to move forward. Do you guys have a success story of a client that was really able to transform their mindset and their productivity with the tasks or with the tactics and the suggestions that you guys have? Yes. So one of, we, we did, it was last year, we did a workshop. And from then we had a client that took on our profit plan. And we walked her through, her name's Tammy. We walked her through everything that, like, okay, what's we, firstly, we did like a day where it's like, what's happening in your business? Like what's everything that's going on? What's your strategies right now? What's currently working for you? What's not working for you? And then we found out that she was doing a whole lot of things, and but none of them were actually moving forward. Mm. And it's because she was trying to do all of those things. And there's no end of day revenue, no end of week. 
revenue and it it was a it was kind of sad because it didn't change for her straight away it didn't change like within the week of us putting the the plans together but over time over the next few months it did like it, it started improving the following week <laughs> and then the week after and now she's in a place where okay there is end of day the end is end of week revenue and it's more yeah. She's hiring more people that's going to do the things that she can't do. And it's really, we really appreciate it because we know her now personally. And it's like, okay, that we did this. So now who's next? And right. That, yeah. And so that's, and, and that's why we are, we're moving into working with executive leaders within organizations where we can impact more than just that solopreneur, more, more right. than just that one entrepreneur, because everyone, accountability deserves to be at the forefront of every, not just industry, but every organization where a culture is building towards the betterment of a society, the betterment of wherever, the betterment of just the world in general. And so we, we, accountability gets to be embedded in that because it's missing. And so one, and so we want to create a state where there is an interdependence. So, so we are the support system. We are the external accountability, but at the same time, they can, they, they get to a point where they can really be accountable for themselves as well. And they just, they, they, they need that hold handing, but that hold handing is still supportive. And so that's what we found works uh, with our profit plan. As we start to wind down here a little bit, I'm going to ask this question of each of you individually. What is one piece of advice that you'd give to an inspire, aspiring entrepreneur who wants to improve their mindset, their productivity, and be able to succeed in their ventures? I would say, number one, trust yourself. If it's in you, it's for you to execute, to impact other people, right? So maybe the process, you're like, oh, I don't want to do this or this sucks, but it's like, who are you going to contribute to? Who are you going to support? How are you going to serve? How are you going to be remembered? I know you may not think you care, but, you know, we're very, it's very special for us all to be in human form on this planet. And so to make sure we are leaving an impact and leave a contribution to the next era that's going to come, right? Because it's evolved over time, but trust yourself, right? It's for you. The fact that you were able to conceptualize that that frequency, right? That energy, that idea, that desire, it can happen. And it's for you to do because if you if it was if you tell me your idea and, and I go do it, it ain't gonna be the way that you envision it. So it's for you. So trust that. And life is it's a it's an adventure. It's a it's an adventure. It's freedom in life. And so we get to trust ourselves that the way what we want to do and what we feel and what we hear for ourselves and what we see for ourselves, what we believe it's possible. It's an adventure. We can have fun. It's not that serious. Yeah. Excellent. And, and this is, I, I, I never really said this one before, but I'm, I'm for, for some reason I'm drawing, I'm drawing a lot of inspiration from stuff that I've actually written myself in terms of my, my poetry because but one of the one of the one of the questions I ask to the audience is that if if your actions were words, what would they say? Mm. If the actions you're taking on a daily basis were words, what would they say? 
And so if they're they're saying something to you that is not favorable to you or you feel, you kind of feel sad about, or you don't, you feel bad about, you feel not okay with, think about rearranging those words so that your actions can speak louder than your feelings. So that, so your actions can actually propel you forward rather than keeping you stuck. And now you're knowing that it is probably keeping you stuck. So, so think about that. What would the, what would those words say to you? What would those words say to you? Well, book title three, if actions were words, what would they say? <laughs> you guys have a lot of writing to do. That's all I got to say. <laughs> guys, this has been such an insightful conversation. You guys are just fantastic. You bring such a wealth of knowledge and you're also incredibly passionate about what you guys do. I can see it all over your faces. For those of you that are just, that are only listening, I'm sure you can hear it in their voices, but they are both literally beaming and glowing right now as they talk about this stuff. You can tell it is just absolutely their wheelhouse. It is their their world. For people that like to learn more about you and what you offer, how do people find you? Okay, so well, we do have um, a free gift for your audience. Um, It's a a link we created. And what this link um, will lead you to is a free download and it's called our Prioritize and Thrive Worksheet. So I don't know if Zay mentioned it before, but really it's a one-page brief version of our full task prioritization method where you can now actively do this right now, Put the put create your think dump list, and create the, the action steps you're going you're gonna to take. Take those action steps and then review them for yourself and see in which, and then outline in the ways in which you can improve. Because what this work, what this worksheet is going to help you start doing is living a less stressful life. What this, what this worksheet is going to help, help, help you do is start moving from that, that kind of uh, energy of survival mode into stepping into that journey of now I'm, fri- now I'm thriving because I'm starting to locking and establish the habits that, that, that's on, and the disciplines that I want to have and really act on them. So what they can do is visit totalfreedomevents.com forward slash the mindfit podcast. Yeah, the mindfit method podcast. That is totalfreedomevents.com forward slash the mindfit method podcast. And so again, download your free prioritize and thrive worksheet at totalfreedomevents.com forward slash the mindfit method podcast. All right, guys. And as always, the podcast, the link that Devon is talking about is in the podcast description. So make sure you go there and you can get all the information that you need for how to connect with them. You guys are fantastic. This has been like the best conversation. I'm so excited to get this out, get this published to the world. Thank you both so much for your time. And I can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Michael. Hey, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. In just two days from now, we are releasing our 100th episode of the MindFit Method podcast. I've done something a little bit different for you guys. I can't wait for you to hear it. So stay driven, everyone. And until next time.